Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome, Philly, to your favorite sports show. Song, bro. Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson. They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly. So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome into episode 103 of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor and we are the Babes on Broad brought to you by SV Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. And Jess, boy oh boy, do we just love Howie Roseman or what? I think he finally just kind of had a like a little bit of a, you know, he, a really like self-reflection, right? Like mm-hmm. he was given, and this is something actually that we talked about um, for anybody that watched the Bleeding Green Nation live show for during the draft, one of the things that we really talked about was, and this was a comment we actually got from someone, that yes, Howie Roseman was the one that created all these it, these issues, right? But most GMs do not get the opportunity to right the wrongs of some of these things. They, they don't get like a five-year runway to be mm-hmm. able to turn all of it around. And the, the example that I threw out was, think about the Titans, for example, right? Like they trade A.J. Brown terrible idea and after AJ Brown torches them the following season that GM absolutely gets canned and doesn't get the opportunity to sort of fix it redraft figure it out Howie made a couple mistakes right you know the the one that comes to mind immediately is the is the Jalen Rager but you know you also look at that and you say okay is that what you know is was it a blessing in disguise that it was like a little bit of a, a light that went off in his brain that was like okay maybe I need to reevaluate the way that we evaluate talent but he has done, I mean, you got to give him all of the credit in the world. He has done an unbelievable job, and this draft was absolutely nothing short of that. Yeah, Jess, I think the best part about this is we'll get into it, but obviously everybody knows that we are now the Philadelphia, whatever you want to call us, Bull Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles. I like that one like because that one. it took me a some- second. I was like, why on, our, why on our shared Google document is that what's going on? And then I got it and I was like, oh, okay. Because I, like I tweeted out Philadelphia Bull Eagles after night one and somebody tweeted that back and I was like, you win. That is win. fantastic. Yeah. Um, But again, it's Sam, how many, how, how many years have we been talking about it? So just that's exactly my point is we used to always say, especially after the Rager pick, we were furious. We were like, choose from, 
the top programs in football. Draft you know, from a team that just won yes. the national championship. Why are we debating this? Literally. We would have done that in, what year was that? 2020. Yeah. just gone with the Justin Jefferson. Like, that was the year that yep. LSU won. I was, After Bama won. Yeah. What did you do? You drafted Devontae Smith. You drafted Landon Dickerson in that draft. Great. What did you do in this one? After, or last year, too, with Georgia winning the national championship. Yeah. They do. Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean. What are you going to do in this draft? Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, why is it complicated? It's not. That's a phenomenal first round. Yeah, Jess, that's what I'm saying is, once again, Howie has listened to us ultimately because this is what we've been asking him to do for years. But the biggest piece is that he learned. Yeah. So And completely turned it around now to the point where, and we'll get into this you know, after our break, we're going to sort of talk about how the Eagles did compared to the rest of the division, especially, you know, uh, or the conference, I mean, the rest of the conference, especially within the division. But, you know, the biggest report that's sort of coming out right now is that all of the GMs are so irritated with Howie Roseman and the, his way to get things done. And it's like, all right, well, that's how you know that we're just absolutely yeah. on top right now. Yes, that is so hilarious that that even came out because it definitely just gives off, like, the mean girl vibes where, like, they're yeah. just jealous of, like, somebody. Why do people still pick up the phone when he calls? Literally. Like, if you don't like the man because you know you're going to get conned, don't pick up the phone. Don't pick up the phone. Like I don't. But thank you for still picking up the phone, honestly. Yeah, thank you but for the phone. All right. So let's. We'll get into the draft in one second. So let's just sort of recap where we are to this point. Yes. So, all the things that they got done. A couple guys walked to go make more money. Good for them. The Eagles could not afford it, but like, especially like Javon Hargrave. Good for like. <laughs> can you imagine just Happy. like. Happy for him, but not happy for him because he went to the Niners. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But you know what? You had a phenomenal year. Take your money. Yes, Ruby's upset <laughs> as well. But anyway, so Lane Johnson extension, Marcus Mariota is your new backup quarterback. Greedy Williams signing, Fletch, BG, and James Bradbury all took less money to stay. They figured out whatever the heck was going on with Slay. I have no idea what went on there, but he's still an eagle not issue. Uh, signed Terrell Edmonds. They signed Rashad Penny. They re-signed Boston Scott. They got Jalen Hurts' contract done, which is phenomenal. He was mm. the highest player in, in, I was going to say NBA, NFL mm -hmm. history for all of 10 days. Yep. Um, then they traded for DeAndre Swift, which makes, I think, a lot of sense, given the fact that they took another running back with the 12th overall pick. Um, he's from Philly, another Georgia Bulldog. A huge, love it, wonderful. But I think... The most alarming thing possibly that happened in free agency in this time so far is the Jonathan Gannon tampering report that came. Oh. So did I don't know how how much so it kind of got overshadowed in like a Yeah, I was as it like happened right before the draft started, it all mm -hmm. broke out. So I don't know how far you've looked into this, Sam. But I have not looked into it. So here's what pisses me off in a way that just, and you're, I'm going to upset you. I'm sorry. But <laughs> so basically what happened was the Cardinals self-reported to the NFL that they were in contact with and talking to and interviewing and working out a deal with Jonathan Gannon in the time between the NFC championship game and the Super Bowl, which is not allowed which now the Eagles are furious because they feel as though he had already closed the book 
on this season and moved on and was not all in on his Super Bowl game planning, which was all in with the team for the Super Bowl because he was essentially moving on to his next chapter of being a head coach with the Arizona Cardinals. And that would make a hundred thousand percent of yeah sense looking at that game. Mm-hmm. So that is very frustrating. Uh-huh. Um, I hope. Do we play them this year? I, I think no we do. I think I you're think right. I think they come here. Yeah. Yikes. So he should probably get some extra. I, yeah, I hope we boo the crap out of him and so, yeah. kill his team. And it was just like Not kind like of that. overshadowed because it was like. That came out at what, like seven fifty p.m. and then the draft started at eight, and then up take Jalen Carter. Like they do all the stuff, and like it sort of was just like ah, and this happened. Yeah, when I saw that, I didn't really like look too much into it. I was more focused on what the draft compensation was for. You know right. what I mean? But yeah, when you think about it like that, that's extremely frustrating. I'm curious, has anybody on the team talked about it yet? That would be very interesting to hear from players and from Sirianni. So I will say there's a lot of players, I guess, that came out after the Super Bowl that kind of said, like, we weren't, our game plan wasn't there. We weren't put in the right Mm -hmm. position. And I think one of the people that mainly kind of came out and had some stuff to say was CJGJ. Obviously, he's not here anymore. He went to the Lions and, and signed there. But I think that there's definitely been a few comments about, like, the game plan wasn't there and we were not adjusted. We were not put in the right position to succeed. So I think, but not since this report has come out, have I seen anything from a player? Yeah. Maybe we want to stir the pot and just put out on Twitter and be like, <laughs> so back to the tampering. <laughs> Can we readdress this for just yes. a second? Yeah. And, and I think, it, I don't know, you know, it was creative the way it came out, I guess. Like, I don't know. I mean, the third round pick that they ended up getting was they were able to jump to the very beginning of the third round. Mm-hmm. So they had, and they moved back in the second round um, with the Texans. So they were 65 and 66. So, I mean. I mean, it worked out for them, but it's still right. not a Super Bowl. No, it's not. So a that's Super what. Thing. It's not a bad draft pick, but, you know, that's when yeah. they got Sidney Brown, but. I mean, frustrating. Very frustrating, especially because that loss just hurts so much because we had it until our defense let it go. Until Jonathan Cannon screwed it up. Yeah, so that's very frustrating. But anyway, so we're going to come back to that. Yes. So we'll table that draft. Yes. So first round, I mean, it just sort of played out very nicely. They probably didn't even need to jump the Chicago Bears to do this. I was curious about that too. I don't think they did either, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. They, they, you know, it is what it is. You, you, you make sure it happens. You don't let that slip away. Very true. I mean, Jalen Carter, arguably the best player or best defensive player in this draft. Yeah. He's said to be the most overall talented, like the highest grade athlete or prospect I guess you could say in this draft which is insane I do feel terrible for him obviously the situation after the national championships terrible mm-hmm. but um I hate that you, every article you read on Jalen Carter now though is off the field risk and blah 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 because of what happened in that situation but as far as I know that was the only situation that really caused a risk I don't know any other 
things that happened with him. And if that is the one situation everybody's referring to, I think that's extremely unfair because they're forgetting, yes, he is a very talented and high regarded prospect in the NFL, but he's still a kid. And don't get me wrong, kids should not be doing that. But just for reference, when I was in high school, there were two really good friends. They were racing down a street, like a back road where I went to school in Coatesville and they crashed. The one almost died. It was very, very, very seriously, very scary, everything. So a very similar situation, but thankfully nobody died. And they go around and went around and talked to high school kids just saying, hey, like, we're extremely blessed that nothing happened. But like, they learned from that situation. You know what I mean? And they grew from it. So I, it just really bothers me that everybody paints him out to be this whole huge like attitude problem and all that because they're forgetting that he is a kid and kids make mistakes. And obviously this was a terrible mistake, but I, he's dealing with it as well. Like it was his friend that passed away right. or friends. Yeah. So it's just, I think it's something very and unfair to just taint him and follow him in the biggest moments of his life. Yeah. And to be clear, he was not driving the car that crashed, correct? I'm not sure who was driving or not. I don't think he was They painted out as if he was. So if he wasn't, that's even more. I don't think he was. Now, is it a, was it a was it a stupid decision to do what he was doing? Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think you make a good point. Like you know, I you think back on when, you know, you were 18 to 22 years old, like were we making the best decisions in the world? No, but we also weren't under national scrutiny. And I understand mm-hmm. that you are under national scrutiny and you need to be better. But at the end of the day, like it, you know, it happened. And I also think that something, you know, think about some of the guys that have been brought into this Eagles locker room in the last couple of years, right. Mm-hmm. That were, were always talked about as being locker room cancers and, you know, off the field or just bad for the locker room X, Y, Z. CJ Gardner Johnson was one when mm-hmm. they brought him in here and Dama Kinsu was one and they mm-hmm. just brought him in here. You know, so you talk about some of these guys that have come through or some of the younger guys that are maybe too immature, blah, blah, blah. And the Eagles have built a locker room that is made to eliminate all of those factors. And furthermore, I also wholeheartedly trust the Eagles that they did enough due diligence on their end to ensure that it would not be an issue. You know, I'm sure they talked to the coaching staff at Georgia. I'm sure they talked extensively with mm-hmm. Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, and 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 also talked to some of their their veteran guys like a Fletcher Cox, a Bland yeah. Graham, a Lane Johnson, a Jason Kelsey, who have done their best to create this culture in the locker room, and also you know are, are going to be guys that Jalen Carter relies on as veterans in the locker room to learn how to be a professional in the NFL. So I think the Eagles had to have done uh, plenty of due diligence to, to, to make them feel comfortable enough that there weren't going to be any issues. I mean, just, he literally left the combine because he went to turn himself in to make sure like he could deal with the repercussions and everything. You know what I mean? So that shows right there that he's taking responsibility. He didn't, he wasn't like, let me finish the combine so I can right. do what's good for me. Like it shows right there that he had humility and he knew what was going on. Um, so I think that whole thing is being blown out of the water. I think you can see by looking at him, the guilt in his face 
um, and how good of a human he is and how much he learned from that situation. Like you said, when you're a kid, like you make stupid mistakes. You think, especially in that position, even though he is under the um, national media telescope, he probably thought he was king of the world and nothing bad was ever going to happen to him. A lot of athletes like him winning back-to-back national championships and looking at as so highly regarded, they think that they're on top of the world and nothing will ever happen to them. So um, it's a very unfortunate and sad situation, obviously, but I don't think that should taint his career. And I think he'll be just fine. Um, Yeah. And I think he's going to be a great piece, especially like the leaders you said, he's going to learn from these guys. They'll take him under his wing and that's the best thing for him. Yeah. And then you get to 30 and Nolan Smith is still on the board there. Absolute freak athlete. And I didn't know that he his comparison was Hassan Reddick. Does it get much better? It's for what we it, need. It's insane. So he's talked about as being undersized because he's looked at as being kind of that like dual pass rusher, like a Hassan Reddick. So that's why that comparison's there. And the fact that he's an absolutely insane athlete. But I think the craziest thing is that Nolan Smith was a lot, <clears throat> a guy that a lot of people had the Eagles taken at number 10. So the fact that he fell to 30 and that they were able to get him and um, Jalen Carter in the first round is absolutely insane to me. I don't know how they managed to do it. I don't how know how he fell. I guess it is because of people being concerned about Smith's quote unquote undersized. But like I said, he's undersized if you want him as a dual um, pass rusher at linebacker and D end. But that's kind of the trend nowadays. Hassan Reddick, Micah Parsons, they kind of both fit that. And they're both freak act or athletes. Nolan Smith, did you see after he was drafted, they played his video. He's never, his mom raised him as such an athlete and like pure perfection. He never had candy until his recent girlfriend. He was like, I've never had candy, but mom hates that girlfriend. Right. Probably. She's probably <laughs> like, you are, you are the devil. Yeah, you're, you're ruining my son. <laughs> but, um, I don't yeah. know how he's still there. And uh, yeah, I mean, nothing brings me more joy than how you mentioned Micah Parsons, how sick Micah Parsons was to his stomach with the draft that we had, but yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an enormous first round for, for the Eagles. I think they addressed, I'm, I'm like, just looking back over, they addressed everything that everything. they needed to. Defensive tackle, the add a linebacker. Yep. Yeah. So he's technically listed as a linebacker. That's the first time the Eagles have drafted a linebacker in the first round since, like, what, 1979? Literally. But um, if when you read about him, they call him a pass rusher. So that's why he's like a Hassan Reddick in that fact, because he kind of – and Michael Parsons, he can kind of fit both roles with linebacker and DN there. But – and that's why they – probably he fell because they consider him undersized for that. But sure. either Makes way. Sense. Yeah, that's uh, that's fine with me. Thank you, everybody. You draft Tyler Steen, number 65 overall. Yep. Again, you lose Isaac Sayamalu this year. So you need to be able to bring in an extra, you know, an extra person in there to make sure the offensive line is shored up. Then you take a safety first pick in the in the third round or second pick in the third round, whatever it is. Um, you know, a couple of corners. Yeah. like what? And even so, like going back to Steen real quick, even that when you look further into it, um, it's just so genius. Like when he started at Alabama, he was on the right side and then he moved to the left side 
And so he has that ability to go to either side, which we know how important it is to have that versatility here on our Eagles O-line because of injuries and stuff. So he is does have a chance to compete with Cam Jurgens to fill that Sayamalu spot. But if he doesn't, that's a huge piece to have on our bench. Yeah, which which we I mean, and and I think I trust any offensive lineman that they decide to draft because I I tr- would trust Jeff. Stoutland. Well, yeah, and he's going to go to Jeff Stoutland exactly. So like any kind of weakness that he did have, like I think it was something about um, just like he needs his stance is like too close or too far or something, and he needs just more balance there. And I'm like, that's an easy fix for Jeff Stoutland. Yeah, yeah. And I also just and I think one of my favorite moments from from the draft weekend was absolutely. Have you seen the video of Howie Roseman? Um, you know, take, making that seventh round draft pick. Have you seen? No, that? but I saw I saw um Moro Jomo because I forget what country he's from, but I saw like somebody from his country doing it. So Howie called and he just it, like it just it's one of those like. I've seen it 57 times since it happened. And I cry literally every time I see it because it just like warms your heart so much. He calls me. He's like, you know, it's how he rose with the Philadelphia Eagles. How are you doing? And he's just like, he's like, you can hear it. He's like, hi. And he, and he goes, you want to get drafted? And he was like, yeah, Howie, I want to get drafted. He goes, All right, well, we're going to take you right here. You know, I, we can't believe you're still here for this pick. We can't wait for you to show the world what kind of player you are. And like, you can hear it. He's like, he's like I, I want to be an eagle. Like, I'm crying, like trying to talk about it. It's so sweet. It's so, it's gentle so, giant. It like, yeah, it just like makes your heart happy. And then you hear him go, the Eagles are drafting me. And like his whole family explodes. It's amazing. It's so wonderful. It warms my heart. Aww. I love the moments like that. Like when you see um, even Jalen Carter was crying, like just yeah. seeing those guys, because obviously a lot of them know they're going to go high and stuff. Right. And like, so they try to act cool. But when I see them and they like actually are crying and it's just like really shows that it's their dream and they're so thankful. It's just such awesome moments. And that's why the NFL draft is so cool too, because it, well, any draft for that matter, but then NFL draft is so cool because not only are these guys getting their dream to come becoming a reality, but they're going to have a possibility to make an impact in year one. Like you don't see that in any other sport. Right. And CJ Stroud got me too. When he like was looking in the mirror to put his hat on he just like stood there and just like, Oh, it yeah. Yeah, was getting me. It was really Houston had a good draft. Houston did have a good draft. I will say though, I, I, that first trade they made, they, they, did not come out on top of that one. The Cardinals absolutely came out on top of that that deal. I don't know what they traded for him. It Move was up. next. I mean, it was they swapped first this year. They got, I think, a third this year. And then they got next year's first round pick for that. We'll see. Interesting. I, I, thought, it was, it. I thought it was. Will Anderson Jr. was said to be like a possible, not first overall, but was said to be like highly regarded. So. No, I know, but I just also thought, it, like, I don't know. I was like, it's weird, in my opinion, to do all of that for like a not a not quarterback at that at that level, right? Like, if you're doing that for, I guess, who what, who was it? Oh my god, why am I why am I drawing a complete blank? The Bears did it a couple years ago. Who the heck for was it? Julian Fields? No, or is it Julian? No. It's Jalen no. Fields. Justin Fields. Justin. Ah, I always get the days mixed great. up. There's so uh, many. <laughs> no, who the heck is the – why can't I think of who the – it's a defensive player. 
Who? Oh my God. I can't think. Bears? Yeah. A couple years ago. I don't know how many years you're talking about. It was, oh my God. Well, I'll figure it out. But they traded like <laughs> three or four first round picks for a player, but it was like an established player. You know what I mean? This is like, I feel like this was a lot for a pick that wasn't a quarterback. Does that make sense? But yeah. I also that they could have gone Will Anderson Jr. with two and then traded up to get, take CJ, but there was probably a high, there were probably more competition trading up to like if it was yeah what I mean no 100% they would have had to give way more if they did that for CJ because especially with how many quarterbacks went in those first like what six picks or whatever so they definitely would have had to give a lot more draft capital if it they were making that trade for Stroud so that's probably why they did it the strategic way they did yeah exactly so Khalil Mack oh okay 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 Jesus God I feel like he's older though. So how many years ago was that draft? 2019. No, it wasn't a draft. They traded for like oh. he was a player just there, and oh. they traded for him. But I think they traded like two or three first round picks for him, and that makes more sense to me. I still think that was a lot, but that made more sense to me than trading like the first round picks and multiple picks this year to take someone in this draft that. Question. Okay, so that right. makes sense. Sorry, I thought you were saying it happened in a draft. That's why I couldn't think of anybody. Yes, and I that was driving me absolutely insane. So I'm glad I figured that out. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll touch quickly on how the Eagles did compared to the rest of the conference, NFC opponents, the division. You are listening to the Babes on Broad on BGN Radio. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into episode number 103 of Babes on Broad. So let's look around at the conference and more specifically the division. Eagles are astoundingly you might see a couple haters out there that are like oh the Eagles didn't draft well but that's literally because they're biased or or have something that they just don't want to believe it Eagles are definitely in the top three that had the best draft this year the the rest of the division literally drafted in order to combat the Eagles and when you look around the average score Eagles always at least an A like when they fluctuate at all it's an A minus but they're always an A at the other draft grades, which granted the grades don't really matter anything right now because you have to evaluate the talent for a couple years, blah, blah, blah. But just initial grades. Um, when you look around at the rest of the division, they're all in the C's. 
Mm-hmm. I think I saw one that was like had Cowboys up high, but that probably was from a Cowboys fan. So um, it, it's just I also awesome like, to see because we won. Go yeah, ahead. Keep, sorry. No, go ahead. Go I was ahead. just going to say just the fact that we won the division, won the conference, and went to the Super Bowl, and we still came out that high. Yeah, I totally agree. And I really just – I'm not saying that the, they, the rest of the division had – they didn't have bad drafts, but they – made their draft choices in order to better themselves directly against the way the Eagles played against them. Yeah. Like think about Jalen hurts was ran all over the Cowboys when he played them. What did they do? Draft a defensive tackle to come in there and try to stop it. What did they do to both the commanders and the giants multiple times? threw all over them and they could not stop them at all. So they both went corner in the first round. Now the giants pick, he was like, what, like the third best corner in the draft or something. Like he was a really high caliber corner. So like, that was a good pick for them, but the commanders took some like tiny undersized corner who let Devonte Smith put like 200 yards on him in college. So, you know, hey, if that's if that's your decision, that's your decision. Commanders are just a joke anyway. The commanders are. They're going to let Chase Young walk after next year. Literally the one, probably the only person that's really getting paid for them. Who else is getting paid? Do they even have a quarterback? Who's their quarterback? What's his name from last year? Are they committing to Heineke? Like, what are we doing here? I think that, it is. That's the decision? That's the, okay. Well, I, okay. I'm pretty sure. If that's the decision, that's the decision, I guess. They're also selling the team, though. So they're probably like, they're a eh. mess. they are. They are. They're Those poor people. A mess. But yeah, I do think it's funny that they very much yeah. all made draft choices to attempt. That to- is. It's a great point. I didn't realize that until you said it. And it is very funny. And it makes me feel better because. Yeah. The Eagles just like, continue to better themselves and the other teams yeah. have to like the Eagles better themselves because they just need to get better year after year. And the rest of the division is trying to better themselves in order to catch up to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Like the Eagles are trying to better themselves so they win a Super Bowl. The rest are like, Oh, we can't fall too far behind. But speaking of that, um, looking at the 49ers, because as of up until this draft, I haven't looked at odds right now, but they're obviously right behind the Eagles for favorites of the NFC because they were both in the NFC championship last year. And the 49ers didn't even have a draft pick until the third round. And just to tell you how that went, they took a kicker with one of their third round picks. So timeout, timeout. I saw that they took a kicker. Now I watched none of the draft other than night one because I was in Charleston. So I saw that they took a kicker, but I just right now at this moment learned that they did not have a draft pick until the third round and one of them they took a kicker yeah they didn't have a draft pick until the third round because of their trades up for Trey Lance in the draft when he was drafted and then obviously Christian McCaffrey so that one was worth it but not for Trey Lance and then yeah they had two third round picks and they with the second one they took a kicker so yeah they did not have a good draft yeah so they did not have Robbie Gold is a thousand years old 
He but is. also. Oh I think God. it's because they don't want to pay him. I think Robbie Gold's going to still try to play. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I He's just think they don't want to pay Automatic, him. but. I would love if this Jake Moody was terrible. I don't remember him for Michigan because I don't really remember kickers. <laughs> but. I feel like he was like really, like, didn't he like break some record? Like, I feel like he was like. Possibly. Dion would know. He's was a Michigan fan. Yes, Dion. Yeah. But so that's very good for us. That's so funny. I know. And uh, then the one thing I do find interesting when looking around the NFC, Seahawks had a very good draft. They got a lot of good pieces. I love, love, love that they got Jackson Smith and Jigba because I think that he's going to be a big piece for Geno and just fit in perfectly with that offense. So I just think it's going to be interesting to watch them and see if how much they improve this year because they shocked everybody last year. So if they can improve drastically again this year, they might that really is, be a big thing. That division's going to be interesting because mm-hmm. the 49ers are going to do. Who knows what the Rams are going to look like? The Cardinals are just, I mean, bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like I think that's going to, all I can think of every time I think of the Cardinals, though, is just Jonathan Gannon just going pew, 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 pew. And I'm just like, what, what do you mean? When I think of the Cardinals, I think of poor Zach Ertz. That's <sighs> what I think of. Poor yeah. guy bad for him but it's my problem anymore <laughs> I can't believe yeah I mean I can't believe the Eagles had such a good draft the rest of the division wishes they were us you know the Sixers beat the Celtics last night Bryce Harper's back in the lineup tonight dude is out that we're back up 159 days since surgery and this man's is coming back I will say I am a little nervous just because I'm like he plays every game like it's the World Series so I don't know how elbows work when you swing, but like I am a little nervous that like if he swings too hard, something could happen. But then part of me also says that they won like not counting last night, like 10 out of the last 13 games. Yeah. So like they wouldn't rush him back if they're in a winning streak like that. If yeah. they, you know what I mean? If they weren't confident. So I also think that they know he plays every game, like it's game seven of the yeah. World Series. So they would be cautious. Clear, yeah. They wouldn't clear him if. He wasn't good to go be himself. Very really true. Yeah. So it, it's just my natural Philadelphia um, hesitation. Of course. We'll call it that. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm very pumped. Like, guy's a freak. Freaking well, love you, Bryce. It's a good, it's a good day. It's a good day in, in Philadelphia. And we're just going to close it at that. So thank you for <laughs> listening to episode 103 of Babes on Broad. As always, thank you to SB Nation and Bleeding Great Bleeding Green Nation for hosting our show. We'll be back soon to keep going, figure out what's going on with the Eagles and OTAs, see how they're looking, see what the reports are like, even though we can't trust any of those as they all told us that Jalen Hurts last year was looking terrible and we saw what happened there. But let's go Sixers. Let's go Phillies. Excited to see Bryce Harper again, and we will talk to you soon.